talk about like the fluidity of sexuality. Uh huh. I had heard of that in college, but I never thought like, I, how do I word this? That like, I never thought it could be something that changes over time. And I do still have a hard time understanding that. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. And everybody in the community. It is. Believe me, it's really. That's why episode one of my podcast is called Holy Shit, I'm Gay. I mean, that's that's exactly what I said to myself. I was like, holy shit. Mm -hmm. shadows way too long you always thought that you were weak but babe you're wrong yeah you better step into the light just give it a try think that it's time you let that spark out you've been hiding in the shadows way too long Hey, welcome to the Coming Out Late Podcast. I'm Robin, your host, and I'm a late bloomer just like you. We are a part of a rapidly growing, lesser known, or even talked about subset of the queer community. We're a tribe, if you will. And if you're anything like me, when I came out, I was confused, scared. I felt like I was going crazy and I felt all alone and had nobody to talk to. Not to worry, you've come to the right place. In the Coming Out Late podcast, you'll hear real, raw, and relatable Coming Out Late stories. You'll be inspired, informed, and educated, and you'll definitely feel supported. And you can stop feeling like you're living someone else's life and start living your own. So welcome. You have found your tribe. And welcome to the Coming Out Late podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Coming Out Late podcast. I am Robin, your host, and thank you for tuning back in to part two of my 100th episode. Technically, I guess this is 101. I did air and drop part one last week of my 100th episode, and I wanted to celebrate in a very special way by having two very special people to me on the podcast and um, talk about all different things, LGBTQ, and and then get personal with my own coming out story. So I will not go into too much more at this point. I will simply invite you to keep on listening to part two of my 100th episode with two very important people in my life. Take it away. And and so for, for the listener's sake, this is the first time that the three of us are having this conversation about my sexuality, my coming out. And I'm not going to lie. I, I was nervous because it's I, I don't know. It's hard, but it's worth yeah. it. You know, and I'm so grateful to the two of you for coming and doing this. I'm so proud of you, mom. I'm so proud of you for doing this. And I think that's like so cool that you're having this conversation for the first time on here because I think a lot of your viewers might have fears or are uncomfortable or something and I think for them to see this I think that would be like really impactful I think that would be really special thank you I think so too it didn't really occur to me that we've never had this conversation so it's pretty bizarre that we're having it for the first time on the podcast I know oh my word yeah you're so and chill. I'm so proud of you for doing this and being there for others because some of my friends in college, they really struggled and it was really hard on them mentally. So for individuals to have you 
talking and like being there for them, that's incredible because before they feel comfortable coming out to their family, at least they have a community where they feel supported and loved and they have a soft landing so that they can build themselves up and be able to have that difficult conversation. And I'm just really proud of you. I think what you're doing with these podcasts are seriously beautiful. Thank you. But going back to my coming out, where was I going to go with that? Oh, yeah. So I didn't come out right away to you guys because I wanted to keep the divorce and this separate. I just thought that was going to be, it was way more than I could handle. And I didn't think it was fair to put you guys through that as well. So I, I came out to myself in May and in September, your dad and I filed for divorce. Things were not great there. And I made the co- the conscious decision to to keep my sexuality out of it and just let us all try to go through this divorce. Um, so five years went by and I didn't think you guys knew. And we lived in completely different states. And one day I was chatting with Rose on the phone and she and I have a different mem- memory of when, uh, when she asked me. But my recollection was, is that we were talking on the phone and she came out and said, we heard that you're gay. Was that true? And I just was like, I, I looked at the phone and I'm like, oh my God, no, it's the time. I'm so sorry. <laughs> wrong number. Please leave your message at the beep. I was so freaking like scared. And I was like, yeah, as a matter of fact, Rose, I am. And 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 she and so a couple things came of that when we can have Rose talk, tell us. But one of the funniest things, my memory of that is, Mom, how did you not know you like to play sports and you have power tools? And I just cracked up and like and golf wow. and golf. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know, Rose. I just I didn't. know. Yeah. But she did. And you're free, you're free to talk about this. But she also did say, like, why didn't you come to me sooner? I was hurt that you didn't come. So you want to did you want to? Tell, talk about that at all, Rose? Yeah. What I remember was shortly around when, after you guys announced you were separating, I asked you in person if what I heard was true. And I, I remember you shaking your head and saying, no, no, no. And I didn't feel like that was the, the whole story. And, but I also felt like you weren't ready to go into more detail and I realized that you were probably on your own journey and that this was a hard enough time to like yeah. let it be and then eventually I think I was visiting you in your home state and a couple like a year later perhaps and that's when we had when I asked you again or no actually I, it was over the phone and so the second time was over the phone and that's when you were ready but in the meantime I think it was closer to two years in between those two times that I brought it up I heard a lot about various quote-unquote new friends and basically (laughs) it sounded like dating shenanigans stories and so I did feel a little bit hurt that oh and you had like a pride flag in your car and one in one of your bookshelves at your house and I was like I know mom I know I did feel a little bit hurt that you didn't feel comfortable giving me the whole story but I also realized that you were on your own journey and I wanted to respect that and I knew it must feel uncomfortable and difficult and scary to come out to your kids so I wanted to give you some space to do that 
But thank you. I but eventually that. it did. Yeah. Um, so I tried to put that first and foremost, but it did hurt a little bit. And it was like a little bit frustrating sometimes. Tell me the whole story. Don't just say, <laughs> oh, my friend, go and fill the whole thing here. Yeah. And I want to jump in there because I did date some people before before I did come out to you. And it was hard because I felt like I was living two lives and I had to be careful what I said and blah, blah, blah. And at the same time, mm -hmm. it's really important that I share this. I didn't think I felt pretty secure finally you know, about this coming out late stuff, but I didn't think it was that important to me that I had your either one of your okay. Like I thought, well, this is my life. And, you know, I didn't think it was going to matter that much. But I got to tell you, after I came out to the two of you, I felt like a hundred pounds lighter. And I just felt like we have no secrets. You know, I can just live my life and I can share with you my yeah. life. It felt so much better. So anybody who's thinking, who's listening and thinking about not telling their kids, timing is important. You may have certain things going on that it doesn't preclude you to tell kids right now, but it does, it really made a difference for me. I felt, I just feel so much better. I don't have to hide any part of myself. I remember my first thought when I found out that you were gay and my initial thought was just, okay, you're just a person. It's your life. You look, it, it just, my initial thought was it doesn't change anything and it's, you are who you are and that's fine i don't know i don't know why but i like i wasn't surprised i, I just felt very neutral and i i feel like that's maybe because of my background was just like if you're a good person that's all that matters so it's like almost it almost felt like it wasn't really my business in a way and i was curious about it but i just remember thinking like okay <laughs> that's nice what else <laughs> when you think about it great yeah thank you thank you for that i mean yeah. when you think about it it isn't anyone's business because yeah people don't walk around and say hey i'm straight like but i'm straight i have a husband yeah, yeah. like sexually attracted to him like that yeah and like why would someone come up to me and be like oh what is your sexual identity <laughs> a lot of their responses would be oh, okay <laughs> nice so um, I just had this overwhelming level of just respect and like, not really my business, but thanks for, you know, telling me and, you know, it, it was more so just like, I was just, I like to live my life of normalizing it all and not trying to make a huge deal of it because I think that's how it should be. Like you should feel comfortable to just be like, Hey, you know what? I'm gay. I like women. And I'll be like, okay, you know, that's good for you. I'm glad that you feel comfortable telling me that. Yeah. It's still sometimes shocking to me, believe it or not, eight eight years later. You know, it's like, yeah. how, how did this happen? Yeah. But I do remember. Yeah. So once once I had the conversation, phone conversation done with Rose, you were living close, relatively close by to me at the time. And yeah. uh, I was like, I come out to Casey now. And so you had invited me to come be with you while you were doing food delivery. And then at the end of the day, you and I decided to get a bite to eat for dinner. And we were sitting outside at a high top table. I remember. And I was like, oh, I gotta tell her, I gotta tell her, I gotta tell her. So I finally, oh. I just like blurted it out. And you were so sweet. You were like, oh my gosh. And you know what you said yeah, to me? Love is love. You said, yeah, love. Love is love. 
Yep. You said yep. love is love. And yeah. you're like, oh, I'm so happy for you. And then the sweetest thing is I knew I was going to be okay because then you leaned in close and you said, is there anyone special in your life? You yeah, know? I, that was my main. It was really me. sweet. No, there. I was like, who are you dating? Like, it was so male, sweet. Like, yeah, it was yeah, really like, sweet. I, <laughs> yeah, I knew I was going to be okay when you yeah. said that. I was like, wow, that was really sweet. But yeah, it's been a big relief. Yeah, at, the, be at, at the end of the day, I love you for oh. you. And I, I look forward to our society getting to a point where these conversations are as, as difficult and as stressful for yeah. individual. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I love you and I just want you to be happy. And See? That, I, yeah. That's what yeah. I've been telling people who listen, people in the in the Facebook community, that we really don't need to be as afraid to come out to our kids, regardless of their age, because they're a they've grown up in a very different time period than we have. We don't have the biases and the fears and whatever most of the kids and and they will mm -hmm. be accepting. I think the people that are the women should focus more on if they have any fear is to like maybe their parents if they're still alive and you can choose whether to come out to them or not or bosses or your spouse if you're married like those are the harder yeah. ones than your kids kids are so freaking accepting and just mm -hmm. beautiful about it what else did do any of you have any questions other questions about like my coming out or yeah i don't, I don't think so oh yeah I, I did want to ask you what do you guys what is your association with the word queer because when I grew up, it was a slur. It was a yeah. really negative word. But I'm seeing that the LGBTQ community is taking that word back. What are, Rose, what are, what are your thoughts about the word queer? Yeah, I knew it used to be a, a derogatory term. But I've been aware that, that the community has taken the word back and is owning it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that term, spot on. It used to be negative, and thankfully for most of my life, it has switched to a positive, and they're taking it back, and it's becoming a more positive term as far as I know, and I'm not super deeply involved in the community, so this is coming from an outsider perspective in a way, but that's what I've noticed is it's not a derogatory thing. It's more so just to explain the community. And I think they yeah. were, I think they were successful with it. Yeah, I, th I think so too. It isn't that association anymore. It's weird because there's like a tiny part of me that remembers the negative part of it or the negative use of it. I remember I, actually I mom used to use it sometimes. Oh, that's so queer. In, w and, in what way? I would be like, oh, whatever, something weird happened. And you'd be like, oh, wow, that's so weird. Hmm. I just don't remember that. But yeah, for most of my older life or adult life, thankfully it switched to a positive. But there is like a yeah. tiny part of me that like I'm trying to squish that, oh my God, don't say it like it's a bad word. But no, it's not. And I don't know. I'm just trying to be careful with what I do and don't say because I don't want it to be taken out of context in my day-to-day -day life and say it or something but yeah it's, i am happy that they're taking it back though yeah it's way more acceptable within the lgbtq community and people a lot of women when they come out late they want to label themselves and, and they're like i don't know what to label myself and, and more and more people are just saying i'm queer it's more okay. fluid 
but it's much more they don't have to choose an identity or whatever they can just say i'm in i'm queer which is is, i don't really care for the word lesbian probably because in my upbringing there were a lot of negative connotations Mm -hmm. to the word lesbian um, yeah it is it is a shame it doesn't roll off my tongue really easily (laughs) but but whatever like i'm trying to just adapt to all of it just trying to shed the the biases and, and the negative impressions that i got and just accept them for the words that they are yeah i think that's great yeah that's pretty cool i've noticed like some of the older generation either some of them are shifting like that which is beautiful but i've also seen some that are still stuck in the past and you can tell that like they know it's not okay anymore so then they are trying to be a little bit more careful with what they say and whatnot but they can still be really blunt and they can, they fully, like it didn't directly offend me, but they can be a little offensive. So I think it's beautiful that I have seen some of the older generation and mm. you included, like some of our parents and whatnot, making such a hard switch and having the same mentality as say my generation. I think that's really cool that there are more and more people that are trying to make a change of, okay, I see that I was acting wrong or I just didn't understand it well enough and I want to change because I see that this isn't right so I'm happy to see that and I hope it just keeps going like that because at the end of the day we are who we are and that's perfectly fine just love is love and you're a good person (laughs) exactly that's all I care about there's I as both of you I think know that I have a, a business mentor and he's an older dude he's retired an old white man and he's probably in his seventies I don't know had a very prominent position in business and stuff but and he knows my whole story knows what I'm doing and everything he's been really cool about it but every now and then the word queer slips out of me because I try to try to I tend to try to just use queer as an umbrella word and I'm like oh yeah they're queer mm-hmm. and it absolutely like he shrivels up into a raisin it drives him he's please don't use that word <laughs> like he has he's trying he's been very accepting and very oh, open-minded no. but he can't handle the word queer it's so funny so when it almost comes out of my mouth i'm like like gay i just replace it with the word gay it's funny to watch him get all he's... awkward and uncomfortable <laughs> oh i tease him about it's it because it used to be like a negative word. Is absolutely. that absolutely absolutely? Okay. It, he has only okay. one image in his brain of what that word means, and he's not able to make the shift. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah, understandable. So he's a yeah. little triggered by it for what it yeah. used to stand. Okay, yeah. but I tease him about um, it. <laughs> oh, let's a light in it. Yeah, I do. I Aww. do try to. There was something else I thought. Of. Oh shoot. Uh, oh. So did you like run out and tell your friends as soon as you knew? And what was their response? Because I know a lot of your friends. What was that Um, like? I'll go first. I did tell my closest friends. I don't know. Like they were a little bit surprised, but that was it. Like it was a very, uh, it was not some big reaction. It was kind of just like, oh. Yeah, I was surprised surprised too. I suppose. Believe me, no one was more surprised than me. (laughs) They were some of the closest ones who, like, they were just worried about both my parents and about how you both were doing. Not a group, you guys. Yeah. It was just left at that. Eventually, I think they may have asked, oh, is she dating? Like, how's that going? And 
but yeah, no, not, it wasn't like outrage or it wasn't really a big thing. My, my version of that is pretty underwhelming. I didn't tell anyone unless they were like, oh, is your mom seeing anyone? And I'd say, yeah, she's happily with X, Y, Z. And they're like, oh, a female? And I'm like, yep. <laughs> why why make an announcement sort of thing yeah and that's pretty much how i treated it is if it came up who you're with or how you're doing it would just come up and i just didn't sugarcoat anything because i shouldn't have to and i just tried not to make a big deal about it because to me it wasn't a big deal you're just you're with someone who makes you happy and that's at the end of the day that's perfectly fine yeah. so I really, I didn't announce it. I just treated it as any other day. And obviously when we had that conversation, I really wanted to make you know that you're still so loved and yeah. that you know, it's not that big of a deal. It, it's obviously a big deal for you because it's a right. very emotional journey. But at the end of the day, it doesn't change how I feel about you and it shouldn't change how anyone feels towards you. You know what I mean? You should be accepted and the story. Yeah, sweet. That's pretty much how I handled it. Yeah. And interestingly, yep. the women in my community who come out late, they run the gamut between some people make this huge splash in social media and just come out and other people just deal with it yeah. on a case-by-case -case basis. Uh, are you dating yeah. anybody? As a matter of fact, I am. I'm dating Sally when Sally's a woman. So they just, yeah. everything in between. It's interesting. Yeah. Wow. One of my friends, I have, so I have the pansexual friend, and then I have the other friend who I believe is lesbian or bi, I'm not quite sure, but they had two very different coming out stories. One just casually mentioned it. The pansexual person just said, because the topic kind of brought up about my sexuality, and she just mentioned you know, she went into explaining about pansexuality and it was just like any other day. It just came out and I didn't know she was pansexual. And it made me realize that it just, you don't have to have a huge coming out story unless you want that. On the other hand, my other friend who I believe is bisexual, she did. She wanted to really throw a party almost. And she, that, that was more her style and that's fine. So I think there, as long as there's acceptance, everyone has their own style of handling it and everything. I, I try to treat it quietly only because personally, I don't go around announcing, hi, I'm straight to everyone. And you don't, for me personally, how I feel is you don't have to have that announcement, especially if we want to shift society to be more accepting, we all don't have to announce it. Yeah. Point. We just accept it. Yeah. If it comes up and unless you're, like you said, if you're close with the person and it's a appropriate topic to bring up with that person, then you can dive into it. Like I did with my pansexual friend. I had no idea she was some level of on the gay spectrum. Yeah. But she was, and she just owned it, and it just, she didn't really ever have a coming out. She just accepted it, and if it would come up, she'd mention it. That's um, cool. Which I hope, I, I hope. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I, I, I had two thoughts come through my mind. Final question, and before I do that is, yeah, showing up at your wedding, Casey got married, gosh, it'll be two years? Two years? Yeah, two years. Coming up. 
And that was so hard, so hard. Like I actually didn't expect to have any, I, I didn't expect to be dating anybody. And I wasn't when I came out to you and, and yeah. And I ended up showing up with a girlfriend and it was, oh my God. I was so freaking nervous, but everything went so smoothly. And I remember I really, aside from you, the day you getting married and everything, I, another highlight for me, a little mini highlight was that I, I think you told me that your photographer, which was a, a woman, was gay and had just gotten married herself. So I was like, oh, I got to go over and talk to her. And I just, I introduced myself to her and I said, hi. And she said to me, oh yeah, your daughter told me that you, that you were gay and and that, that you were going to be here. I forget what she said, but I was like, oh my, it made me feel good that you just like casually said, oh, I know what she said. She said, yeah, my mom, you said to her, my mom is gay and she's bringing her partner. And I was like, wow, like that was so cool to hear someone else tell me that's how you handled it. And I was like, oh wow. It was like no big deal. Yeah. That's cool. Do you mind if I expand on that real quick so some of the details came up and she was asking like okay um who are your parents bringing are they bringing anyone and i i actually i don't think i outright told her that you're gay i just said yeah my mom will be coming down with her girlfriend and that's all i said i said and this is her name and i just said it like flop it on the table this is what's happening but yeah, I, I don't remember directly saying my mom is gay. I just remember being like upfront about her and just being like, yeah, this is who my mom is bringing. Mm-hmm. And I even, that's how I handled it too, with talking to my husband's family. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, well, are your parents bringing anyone? And I said, yeah, my dad is bringing XYZ and my mom is bringing XYZ. And thankfully, they too were very accepting and they're like, cool, I can't wait to meet her. End of story. And, and um, they would just, yeah. I'm glad. So, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say, and and Rose had a story, something about the wedding, referring to my date as my friend. Remember that? Did you want to expand on that, Rose? Yeah, yeah. So going back a little bit, in university in my house, my some of my friends were able to about. Yeah, I, I learned a lot about different issues that people are in that queer community deal with and even within the community and one of them was that a lot of times in the media girlfriends are referred to as friends and even like celebrities who are like married like ellen and portia or best friends so like it's i think invalidating true yeah guess of how it, it might feel but it seems it looks invalidating but the wedding there were two two people Two, two different times, two different people referred to you guys as friends and, oh, your mom's friend. And I was like, no, that's her girlfriend. Oh, good. Yeah. They weren't doing it maliciously. I think they were just, they weren't sure where I was that's at. You know, like where, yeah, like where we were at in our journey. of. Oh, um, they didn't want to like. Because they were older adults who, who I grew up with and who I was always a child in their eyes were there used to censoring around me i just wanted to make that correction and but it bothered me a little bit but hopefully they learned something from it took something away from it yeah it's a, a display of people's discomfort too of not being able to recognize what is and or they maybe felt like they were protecting you in some way it could be either or both yeah maybe and it could also be maybe they didn't want to like out you mom as openly i'm not quite sure be they felt some discomfort with 
being like giving you guys that kind of relationship status. But I agree, like it does make me uncomfortable. I don't think that's a nice terminology to use, but I think it's them maybe trying to be neutral. There's definitely some sort of level of disconnect between some people who are not familiar with the community. And sometimes they don't know what kind of term to use. That's that true. Appropriate. Yeah. So I think Rose handled it very well in that she corrected them and tried to help them learn yep. rather than shaming them. Because exactly. then they're going to be more apt to not want to approach the situation. Right. Um, so I think that that was handled well. Yeah, thank you for that. So what advice, so we've got all these people listening who are at various stages of their coming out journey, but they're coming out late. What advice, what each would you say, one, two, three pieces of advice you would say about them coming out to their children? I think it's important to at some point, but there's it's probably an issue. If you're in the middle of a divorce, you just have to, you just have to find the right time. And I'm sure that's hard to know when, but. Yeah, but I think it is important to do eventually. Try not to let it go on for too long, but hopefully like they realize that you're on your own path and you need you might need some time to process. Mm. Yeah, I think that's I think that's well said. But I think it's important to eventually. Yeah. It's important to lead your your loved one along your journey. Yep. Do you think they should? They be, probably want to be a part of it. Yeah, well, probably. And and that's what I was going to ask you. Is, do you think they? it's something that we as moms should be afraid to do? No, I, I understand why it's uncomfortable or a little bit challenging, but but I don't think you have to be scared necessarily. I think your kids are some of the people who love you the most in the world and they want to sure. be a part of that journey and they want to hear about your life and be a part of your life. Cool. Yeah. What advice would you give, Casey? I agree with a lot of what Rose mentioned, and it is case by case. I would definitely, it's a balance between not letting it go for too long, unsaid, but at the same time, yeah, if you're in the middle of a really messy divorce, it might not be the best time. Just trying to find a good time to do it. Also, too, on the other hand, I feel like there might not always be a perfect time, but it is case by case. So just approach it carefully. But at the end of the day, like Rose said, I just love my parents. We just love our parents. And thankfully, like our generation is a lot more accepting. So I think the worst part could be just thinking about it mm-hmm. and thinking about the lead up of telling them. Absolutely. Um, obviously, Not every situation is different, but yeah. Are you saying saying I wanted to add something. I think the only other thing other than timing and would be is I would really encourage people to consider their safety as well, because as, as things are getting better and easier and more accepting and yeah, I think you still need to consider your safety, unfortunately, and I just want people to feel safe and be in a safe place yeah they can Mm -hmm. like open that up but i don't want people to live in fear either so it's yeah i think that goes hand in hand with timing and just everyone's situation is going to be a little bit different 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And I think that's amazing why there's these groups like mom, like what you're creating with this podcast and you're bringing together people who can support each other mm-hmm. and feel safe and you can create that level of safety for them and help them move in the right direction case by case. Because I think Rose makes a really good point that although we have made a lot of amazing strides, you do want to be careful because I can't come on here and just say, oh, yeah, your kids are totally going to accept it. I don't know each certain family. I would love to be able to say that. And I'm sure that's going to be the case for a lot of them. But yeah, safety is always a top priority. And I think that's great that in the meantime, before they're able to come out or they feel ready or they have the tools to be able to, I think that's great that they have an outlet here that they can start to build their confidence and feel more comfortable and have other ideas. Okay, like how did you come out to your family and all these certain warnings? Should I be coming out to this person? And you can start building that conversation in a safe environment. And I I think that's great because I've seen it firsthand just how emotionally draining and stressful and terrifying it can be for some people. And for them to not even feel comfortable talking to their family and close friends, that's that's so upsetting to see that. So I think it's so nice for them to have an outlet first so that they can take these next steps comfortably within their situation. Absolutely. Well said. Um, and, and that's something we do talk about in my support groups. When women hear that other women in my support group have come out to their kids, they're like, tell me how you did it. How old are your kids? And I have a funny story we can end on. So there's a woman in my community who had really young kids, like they were like three, five and seven or something. And she and her husband were going to get a divorce and they were going to, I think, sit down and tell them about the divorce and and their sexuality at the same time. And they talked to a therapist. What's the best way to tell my kids? And they're like, oh, get their favorite snacks and sit down as a family and blah, blah, blah. So they got like rainbow sherbet and like they, they were given the kids, they all had these bowls of rainbow sherbet and stuff. And so finally they announced that they somehow they sat down and told their kids are getting divorced. And then the mom said, yeah, and I'm going to start dating women. And like the two older kids started crying because it's natural for kids to feel unstable all of a sudden. Oh, my gosh. How does this impact me? How does this change my life? The youngest one vomited rainbow sherbet all over the family room. <laughs> it was like. It was like it, everything that could go wrong on it went wrong. And she's, oh, my gosh, Like because they followed this therapist's advice to the T and the, their advice yeah. later, their advice later was, you know what? Know your children, know what works and won't work and just do it based on your intuition with your spouse. And it was like, oh, my God, when she tells a story about the like, all of a sudden rainbow sherbet just came projectiling out. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was, oh, what a mess. And she's like, yeah, I wouldn't advise doing it that way. Because the youngest one saw the older ones getting upset. So she got upset. It was just like, Bleh. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. It's, well, that's uh, point. Know your family, know your kids. And yeah, another woman came out to her four children by herself. And at the end, they all giggled and looked at each other. Like It was taking her a while to say the words and come out. And they're like, Mom, just tell us. Finally, she blurted it out. And it turns out three of the four kids that were sitting there came out to her right after she came out to them. Yeah, it was oh, really wild. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh. 
There are a lot of women have gay kids. It's amazing. But it's minor straight. <laughs> but, um, yeah, just cool stories. And I just, I can't believe I didn't cry during this. I feel teary, but maybe yeah. during the thank you, I feel pretty emotional. But it, this meant the world to me. And yeah, thank you both a lot. Yeah. Love you, Ma. Thank you. Yeah, yeah thank you so much. Yeah. I love you both so much, and thank you. Thank you for your time and your love and everything. I, I feel honored to come on here and super in, mer- emerged in the community. This has been a learning experience. I, I just feel really happy to be a part of this because thank I you. think this is so critically important for all of society. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think what you're up to and that is, is so good. Thank you. And you know, I, I'm honored to be on here to be able thank to talk you. about Thank it. you. Yeah, thank yeah. you for having us on and trusting us with your community. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. thank you guys for trusting me. And this this is was a big deal. It's it was special. It was really special. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's nice to have you both a part of something I'm doing in my life that I spend a lot of time doing. Yeah. Showing cool. our support for you and the community. Yeah. I love Definitely. Putting ourselves in it more. I think that's pretty go- pretty awesome. It is. I love you both to the moon and back. Love you too. Love you too, man. Did you know I offer private one-on-one coaching? If you're struggling to make sense of and manage your coming out late journey, then I encourage you to send me an email and request information about my one-on-one coaching services. It really does make a big difference to have someone like myself who really understands what you're going through. Just email me at comingoutlater at gmail.com to request my coaching information sheet. And as far as coming out late retreats go, I am now accepting deposits for our coming out late retreat experience in Traverse City, Michigan, taking place September 28th, 29th, 30th, and October 1st. So if you live in Michigan or want to travel to Traverse City, Michigan to experience their Up North Pride festivities and hang out with other late bloomers to experience this newish out gay life with a small trusted group, then email me at comingoutlater at gmail.com and I can send you a copy of the first group email that went out along with instructions on how to get your deposit into me this week. Out and wild. We not only have the opportunity to be out and wild in Traverse City, Michigan, but in 2024, you will have the opportunity to join me internationally and be out and wild in Wales, too. I plan to take a group of Americans with me back to the Out and Wild LGBTQ Women's Wellness Festival. And I now have in my possession an early bird promo code and link created specifically for us to be shared with you to purchase your Out and Wild LGBTQ Women's Wellness Festival ticket for 2024. And guess what? Four of us have already bought our festival tickets. So why don't you join us as we glamp on the gorgeous grounds of the Pembrokeshire Coast National Forest in Wales in the UK next May? The festival begins on May 31st, and we leave the festival grounds on the morning of June 3rd. These early bird festival tickets are being sold now, so if you are in North America and wish to come with me to Out and Wild next May, 
just email me at comingoutlater at gmail.com for that American Early Bird link and promo code. But don't dilly-dally because our Early Bird discount and promo code is only good until August 31st. And, so that you can see what all the hubbub is about regarding the Out and Wild Women's Festival, I'll post the link to the Out and Wild website in the show notes. If you get value from my weekly podcast, I invite you to please show your appreciation by buying me a virtual coffee by going to the website at www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash Robin Douglas, R-O-B-I-N-D-O-U-G-L-A-S-S. And I'd like to thank all of you who have recently bought me a coffee or coffees as well as in the past. I appreciate your support. It really does make a difference and it means the world to me. So thank you. Remember to please be kind to yourself today and that it's better late than never because it's never too late. Carpe Vita, everyone. Seize life. If you're looking for your people, your community, and a safe place to learn and get answers to your questions, then come join the conversation. Come join us in our private Facebook group, Coming Out Late, because we all know it's better late than never, and it's never too late. Time.